children, let me give you the subject of the day. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boys Against Podcast. Here for a super socially distant episode. I'm here at my home in West Los Angeles. Anthony, you are in Long Beach. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right. We're doing this remote. Doing. I, I got him plugged into my old this. iPhone. We're lined in to the recorder. You know. Just yeah, you sent me a picture of your setup. It looks very fucking cute. It looks really, really <laughs> cute. Yeah, you have some little uh, Christmas lights and whatnot. I mm-hmm. like it. So, I'm in my studio room that I have set up, my little soccer center. So you got to order a dongle so you can use your fancy mic. I know, I know, I know. I'm using my uh, my headphones right now, but we'll get through it. Uh, let me do a quick recap of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Carabao Cup that happened today. Big match happened. Anthony, I'm sure you want to talk a lot about that. We got a general roundup of the leagues. La Liga. Barcelona's flying. I don't know what happened to Man City in England. Uh, Real Madrid not flying. LFC sucks. But then they don't. But then they do. Uh, <laughs> then we're talking Sergio Des to Barcelona. And just an all-round recap of the U.S. international team players and how they're doing that young crop of talent that's coming up in Europe. We're going to finish off with the Niger collection. I also forgot a very important thing that we're going to talk about third, as far as our bullet point. The homophobic slurs and racial slurs that have happened. It's been very odd. It's been two games in succession that this has happened um, against the San Diego Loyals, which are a uh, USL, st- a USL team. Uh, so I'm going to talk a lot about that because I feel like it's a very important thing. Not only is it a very important thing to talk about, but something that is gaining more and more, more and more uh, spotlight and something that rightfully so. And also with the responses to what happened, I think it's a very, it's a very unique situation and very important to talk about. Okay. So first, Carabao Cup. Okay. There was a big match. What was it last week? Last or earlier this week. I can't, it was earlier this week. It was earlier this week. My bad. Earlier this week, it was uh, Chelsea and uh, Spurs. Yeah. 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 And that went to PKs as well. Spurs was, Spurs end up winning in penalties. Um, Carabao Cup, when I look at it, I kind of just go like, uh, no one, like the big teams don't really care. Doesn't seem like it this time around. No, I mean, it matters when you're winning it. That's a thing. Everyone's quick to like downplay it as soon as you're out. But everybody wants to like, you know, you get a trophy out of it. But and traditionally, it's always been a, you know, the, the third, yeah, like third tier trophy. Your... But um, I think it's like one more. I mean, it's pretty funny that like, it's crazy. England has two two cup tournaments that go on simultaneously. I remember when I was like younger, yeah, I that think is, it was just exclusively goofy, just yeah. like I thought it was just like the Premier League Cup, but it's it still has everybody. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. It's just the Premier League, but no, no, it's still everybody. It's, yeah. a, it's like the UEFA of the FA Cup, Europa yeah, League. Very, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing for sure. I thought it was. And when I've seen Carabao matches, usually, like, you, let's say you watch United, you'll see a lot of their young talent playing, a lot of second or third stringers, or maybe, like, someone coming back from, you know, a veteran guy coming back from an injury. He needs to get some real minutes, you know? Um, it's just interesting to me when I see Serge, uh, when I see um, Jose Mourinho and how much he cared. <laughs> it was very obvious oh, how much yeah. he cared in that game. 
he was uh, he was going off on Lampard a little bit. Lampard was smiling. There was some really like cheeky little back and forth that was going on between the uh, the coaches in that game. But Mourinho, uh, for in the past, really not seeming to give a fuck about tournaments like this, he definitely gave a fuck, right? Well, yeah, I think he's desperate to get some traction at, at Spurs. He really wants to like you know get them running full cylinder to like to his liking and so any chance he can get to especially like a big game against Chelsea I'm sure he was like really up for just trying to get get the whole squad to buy in and and after watching like the the Amazon episodes it's just so funny to see that behind the scenes in their whole in their dressing room and everything and just hearing hearing him go off and hearing him like critique the players it's it's pretty nuts yeah yeah i like the whole danny rose exchange that was probably my favorite exchange of all of them uh when you have a guy like danny rose that i think it was a tweet i read and they're like they're like for fuck's sake danny rose thinks he's uh maldini or something like that and it's just like and it's kind of true like you know he's 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 out there like arguing his you know, saying, and then Mourinho's like, well, you didn't play well against Liverpool. And Danny Rose responds, was like, yeah, I know I played bad against Liverpool, but, you know, and then it's like, and he's like looking at him like, okay, well, you don't really have, you know, legs to stand on. But I think yeah. it goes to the, it, you kind of saw, it was, you got, you saw a bit of insight. I, I, I kind of feel like Mourinho's a bit of an old school manager in that aspect, right? Mm-hmm, I don't think he's, I think he's a player's manager, but not so much a like, I'm going to coddle you, manager. You no. know? And um, yeah, he's voiced that and, uh, opinion I, a lot, especially after yeah. United. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, modern-day players don't know how to take it very well. No, man. Um, like, I, you know. He definitely has been showing his age in the last 10 years just as, as, as you know, the, the culture around the clubs has changed and, and like, the upcoming talent, like, they're they're different people and they respond to a completely yes. different managerial style and i get yes. that i'm yes. sure they all appreciate and that his like his track record and when he's been able to win but i don't know if it's necessarily like it may be his best his best like the, the players that he's good at working with don't really exist anymore <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's funny you say that because i'm so confused by his infatuation with dyer Right, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Tyre's not really that good of a guy. And it's funny that you said that, and I, and you, I didn't realize it until now. Tyre doesn't do anything like extravagant. He's just kind of like, I'm gonna put my head down and work type of player, mm-hmm. right? And he's just kind of there always, you know. Um, obviously, I don't consider Dyer to be like on the Lampard level, but I think in terms of like his temperament and his personality, it, it reminds me a lot of that. They're more of like. Just humble, get it done type of guys. Yeah, work and, hard type of guys. And then you see someone like Deli Ali, and how instantly, yeah, yeah, like you just see the slow progression of how, oh, I can't bullshit uh-huh. my way through this anymore. Like this guy's not. Yeah, and, and not only that, like, like obviously Deli's super talented, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna have those moments of brilliance and this and that, and that maybe will get you by with other with other players. You know what I mean? It's like. The whole like Allen Iverson thing. Now I'm not gonna. You're talking about practice, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Deli Ali hasn't been that good on the pitch for a long time now, and so Mourinho has wait to like say, "Look, man, like you're fucking lazy," and he just told him like that mm-hmm. to his face, <laughs> and, and Deli was like kind of like, 
you saw his reaction. He was like, well, fuck, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like he didn't know how to take it. Yeah. No one's ever, like, kind of like, no one's ever told me that. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked like shocked or something. And, uh, and I also think it's interesting because in the game, like in one of those episodes, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't mean to go off on this tangent, but it's kind of interesting that we're hitting this, this, this kind of, uh, this thread. Mm-hmm. When Delhi he's one of the players when he's going back into the locker room, he's fucking throwing things and he's yelling. He's like, what the fuck are we doing? And this and that. Uh-huh. And Dyer kind of checked him and they got into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because w- when it's time to, when business, when, when the work is getting done beforehand, he's not there. He's not doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to, that's why, you know, that's not a leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A leader yeah. gets it done when it's not, when, when it's not glamorous and when, you know, when it's when the cameras aren't, aren't on you and no one cares, you know what I mean? When it's just you guys. I so, haven't seen the part in the episode, you know, but there was an episode where it shows him at home and he just like he can barely like boil water for himself. Like he's never <laughs> it's like, yeah, they did this thing. Uh, they're like, what did are, you do? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, uh, I made beans. Yeah, I like, made beans. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, just and like, it's like he's like he's like, I didn't know it was that easy. And they're like. Oh yeah, well, what did you do? He's like, well, you just put him in the microwave, don't you? Like, I was like, what? But that kind of like it and speaks he's like, volumes. Fucking serious, like, you know, it speaks volumes about like kind of where his like mentality is, and maybe like, you know, he's a young kid, and he yeah, might have yeah. been like, you know, based on his ability as a footballer, like I think a lot of these kids have been coddled a lot, a, a lot working their way up here. You know, he's making a ton of I money, mean, <laughs> and he can no barely question. make beans. No question, no question. But uh, like, it's weird to think about a guy like Paul Scholes, his age, who wasn't like that. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? Like, and then like a guy like Deli Ali, and you could argue Deli might be more like, maybe more talented. Maybe mm-hmm. you could argue that. But in terms of like all out sheer work rate, teammate, like cv paul skulls dumb like destroys him blows him out of the water yeah yeah. you know what i mean but completely different temperament completely different mentality in my opinion and then on the uh, the other flip side is you could put him in front of like a more contemporary manager a more like of the now manager and he might be able Mm -hmm. to get him to his higher potential you know what i mean yeah like yeah 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 yeah. no you're right yeah knowing how to work with that type of character that type of personality to get the most out of him yeah yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Spurs are a weird team right now, especially with the way the league is right now. Uh, there's been some funny fucking, some really weird results so far. Um, Very weird. How do you feel about Arsenal right now? Well, pretty good. We not, <laughs> we got a little bit of a revenge today against Liverpool. Yeah. You felt good about it? Like you were happy with that? I mean, there were all the young kids out there, and it's always like... I, I mean, in my in my heart, I don't put too much equity into the the EFL Cup, but I wanted to yeah. see the the guys play and see how they did, and you know they caused a couple problems, but they also hung in there when mm-hmm. they were getting, you know, peppered by by Liverpool. Could have easily like yeah, you lost you want to see 90. that against a team like Liverpool for sure. Yeah, and the other thing is just like kind of. I know a lot of fans are tied up with the fact that did we make the right move in selling uh, Martinez? And because <laughs> we love both keepers, but there's been moments, especially in the last game against Liverpool, where we we're, we're like, did we get rid of the wrong guy? Martinez was better. We think he was a better keeper playing out of the back, and he might have been. Yeah, a better and shot also stopper. like Martinez, 
Martinez, like, I feel like he earned it. No, like he was, he's Arsenal for a long time and he got loaned out. And he, I, I, you know, his whole interview where he, they talked about his like redemption story was like heartbreaking and really nice to see him yeah. because he had a real love for Arsenal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there was a lot of people <laughs> saying that he's been within the club the whole time. Like, why the hell did we spend all that money on Leno? If this kid's like, yeah, it, like what, what's up with our, like our scouting, what's up with our coaches? Like, why didn't he get called up sooner? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like a bit it, of a head scratcher. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So like, luckily he, where did he end? Where did Martinez end up? I can't, I think, think right he went now. to Aston Villa. Remember. Aston Villa. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he made a bond. He, he got it. He got paid. That's the big thing. Yeah. I mean, he's been making a lot more money. He's getting. Uh, no, yeah, and you know what? To be fair, Villa's not doing bad right now. They they they're undefeated. And he yeah. also might, uh, you know, he might be in the conversation for being oh, the new, me, uh, have, Argentina number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Especially because, like, when I don't know if Argentina has never really had a you know a legacy of any no. like amazing keepers. No, 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 no. You're totally right. I think <laughs> so. Romero is still their their number one, which is weird as hell. Um, what do you think about the Leicester City match? Uh, the one in uh, Carabao or the one over the the five to two, the five to two. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> the... <laughs> oh man, I was just. I mean, whenever I see the, a, a big dog go down like that, it's always exciting, and it just puts me in a great mood. As long as it's not Arsenal, it was, it was really odd. Um, like to me, Leicester has solidified themselves over the past since they won the title. Everyone kind of expected them just to go away afterwards, and they really haven't. Mm-hmm. And in the past, obviously, last season doing very well, and then this season, um, they showed like a confidence that I haven't really seen in them, in like a big team type of confidence, mm-hmm. and and in, in a in a big team type of play that uh, against a very, very good team, a team that I picked to get second in the league or whatever, third in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they look, they looked, uh, they look frightening, man. They look scary. Uh, it just, it, to me, it's encouraging because it means like hopefully is this this year might be a little bit more competitive. It'd be nice not to not have a runaway this season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's very early. Some teams have played three. Some teams have played two. It's still very, very early. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's like any teams that have been shockingly like disappointing to you? Shockingly disappointed. Yeah, it's still early. It's like I mean, but yeah. it's I love watching the amount of like you know stress after watching that game that you could see on like the whole city camp because every game counts. <laughs> yeah, and they're like fuck. Yeah, like we can't like yeah it's already you know this early and you could see that 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 was a body blow well the thing is too is losing when you lose to like let's say you drop points to burnley or something mm-hmm. burnley's not going to be your competition mm-hmm. you know what i mean like leicester is a legit is going to be in the top probably going to be in the top five somewhere i would think if they keep playing like this mm-hmm. you know you could i mean you could more than argue that they could win the title that's like not even that's not even out of the question if they play like that no yeah because they were up there last season yeah uh to me i think everton everton is is i didn't think they were gonna they were gonna gel like this james is playing fucking bananas um a lot of players contributing and then you have Ancelotti, who I think people forget that he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a real serious manager that has done it at, at the highest level over and over and over. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's another team that, I mean, yeah, they could be scary too, man. Uh, today the Carabao Cup, you guys won. What was it? It was on penalties, correct? Yeah, I guess another re- another like point to bring up about the Carabao Cup. There's so many like, I like big teams in this in the lower divisions that I I think that's why they keep that tournament around. Yeah, yeah, just yeah you're right. You're right. The whole the like the I lower mean, divisions yeah. have such like they have a lot more like investment around for them and there's such a following around some of the lower league teams still so it just still makes sense for them to have Massively. the these competitions I mean, to think about i mean to think about a few years ago a team like leeds was in the, in the second division mm-hmm. third division excuse me that's fucking crazy you yeah. know what i mean who in the third division is like when you look at a leeds game i mean obviously we can't right now but if you go back in time and look at how well they're supported. It's fucking crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And for them to be considered a lo- like a lower tier team is just I, I, with their type of atmosphere and their following, their history is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, they're doing pretty well. Um, let's talk a little bit about other leagues. I don't know how much you have been paying attention because typically you don't pay too much attention to La Liga and things like that. But uh, Barcelona seemed to have somehow galvanized and they're playing probably better than they've played in the past year and a half. As of right now, a lot of young talent that's up and coming, which is good for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Messi came out and publicly roasted and flamed their, uh, the powers that be after letting go of Mr. Luis Suarez, who had himself a fucking crazy game for Atletico when he, when he started. Or when he came in, at, I think he came in like a little bit, like, I think he came in with like 20 minutes left, scored two, two goals and had, a, had an assist in that time, which was crazy. Um, and then Real Madrid it just looks so sluggish, lethargic. Blah. Uh, Hazard is out for a month, which is fucking crazy. Um, let go of Bale. Yeah, I saw. Which, I saw uh, that Hazard inju- injury. Uh, that's uh, fuck. That's, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that anymore, man. It's it's really that's a weird one. It's a really really irritating situation. Because we haven't really signed anyone over the past two years. Mm-hmm. It's all been young talent through the ranks. And then, you know, aging aging midfield. We have a lot of good young talent, but we don't have... We, we need a guy like Hazard yeah. to be okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I mean uh, that, it's, it's very, that was very a, supposed to be a marquee signing. I mean, he, does, he when he plays, he plays well, but he just doesn't play like Chelsea, like Chelsea well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't play like he hasn't had a game like that yet, where he just, where he's just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over the entire game. Which at Chelsea, you would see he would do that and just completely, you know, he'd score like two goals, give two goals, two assists, and then like, you know, he'd go crazy. Um, so we haven't seen that yet. I don't know if we will see that. A month out is just, I don't know, it's super disheartening. The young guys are going to get a lot more opportunities. Benzema's not flying on all cylinders yet, so luckily we're still right in it. Um, but, I don't know, not, not super excited about what's happening over there. And then LAFC. Oh, oh boy. Sorry, I knocked my headphones out of my ear. And then LAFC. Already getting worked up over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you been paying a lot of attention or not really? Uh, n- not too much, but you know, I, I, I'm a good shoulder to cry on, man. 
so LFC last week, midweek, has probably the best performance they've had since the since the bubble tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they go out and they demolish Vancouver. They have five goals within 30 minutes, and they look incredible. Vintage, vintage LAFC. Um, so it was very exciting. With that, I was like, we play San Jose on Sunday. We got some momentum. This is a team that is not good. We should be able to come and blow them out of the water. And we play flat as hell. Um, we probably have about five, six, maybe seven clear opportunities, in my opinion. Blow them all. And then it's complete, uh, just a complete, uh, I can't remember the term. I don't know why I'm going blank. But um, misery compiler, there it is. They get a goal off of one clear run towards the end of the, I think it's in the 82nd minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they get another opportunity um, after LAFC is getting tired and chasing the game. And they nick it in in the 94th minute, something like that, 93rd minute. And we get our first loss to San Jose in the history of the of the match, of the uh, rivalry. Uh, we lose to a team that is dead last, and we miss out on the opportunity to really get, start to kind of expand on our lead with some of the teams in the bottom half of the, of the league. But now we're not doing that. Uh, I pretty much don't. It's hard for me to trust this team now because they've been so inconsistent. Yeah. You know, I, it's not that they don't have the ability. It's not that they don't have the players. It's not that they don't have the coach. I don't think it's that the coach is a problem either. I think we're, I think we're definitely thin in the defense for sure, without a question. I think we don't have a real second goal scoring option. Clearly, clearly Brian Rodriguez is not a goal scorer. Um, and I don't know what's happening now. We're potentially going to get rid of Latif. It looks like that is the real thing. It looks like that's happening. He's going to go to Vasco da Gama. Looks like we might get uh, Pikachu from them. If you guys don't know who that is, Google him. Amazing little Brazilian player. Uh, very similar to Latif, more skilled in my opinion. Uh, so that could be something good. But in defense, it's been shocking for LAFC overall. Djokovic is just not not there. Uh, Andy Nahar has been abysmal just i mean has not looked even close to good in any game i mean he just looks so bad um and then yeah it just has it, that game was just so lethargic and lax and very difficult to watch very very difficult to watch and it's just one of those things if you don't put your shots away if you don't put your opportunities away you don't care how fucking good you are you're gonna get it's gonna come back to bite you in some way it just that's just how it, how it works, you know what I mean. And lesser teams, all they need is a li- they're just gonna find that little break, that little opportunity, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes. That's fucking soccer. If you never watch soccer, that's what it is. It happens all the fucking time. How many fixtures? So be naive are and be, There's about ten. I think a little bit less than ten. Um, I, I mean, don't at this moment. I they don't shouldn't have, have any trouble making eighth though. I completely disagree with you. Really? Completely disagree I mean, with it's you. tight. Right now. It's tight, but. Yeah, I completely disagree with you. Uh, we're in seventh, I believe. And uh-huh. other teams below us have a game in hand. The good news is, is that everyone is inconsistent. <laughs> so, oh, no, because I'm, yeah, I'm looking uh, at the table right now. And I mean, the difference, I mean, it's only like, a, it's only a small point difference between, you know, eighth place and, and fourth place. 
Yeah, and the thing is, is we would have been in third if we won that game. <laughs> that's so, insane. That's 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 the difference. That's how big of a difference that is. Yeah. Um. So, but now with teams playing more consistently, you're gonna start to see real momentum. Seattle has a good amount of momentum going for sure right now. Um. But as far as everyone else in the Western Conference, it's just been it's been a real shit show all over the place. Galaxy won those like four games in a row. Now they've lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, they're so right above San Jose they're right now. To, they're back. To, they're back to normal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, the Western Conference isn't isn't. You know what? The whole league really isn't that. There isn't teams that are like, wow. You know, everyone's just kind of there. I think I, mean? I think that's just the uh, just the cloud of twenty twenty, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and it's not to like shit on the league. I, I don't mean to do that. I think. You know, I give massive respect to all of the, the coaching staff and to the players and to the teams and even being able to play. I know, like, playing is, is a nice escape and everything like that, but mm-hmm. you can't help but think of, like, all the nonsense that's going on in the world, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> if you look at, especially after Tuesday night, like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. How do you just, like, put your head down and work, so to speak? And I guess it's what you have to do. Um, but the situation isn't normal. No one's playing to fans. Uh, traveling is weird. You're playing the same teams over and over and over. Nothing is normal right now. So um, I give all respect and, and praise to the players and to the coaches because uh, it certainly isn't fucking easy. And being consistently good is, is not easy for damn sure. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough and weird situation. Right now, I just straight up have no faith that LAFC will make the playoffs. Um, just because they haven't they haven't consistently shown me that they're good. Got it's it, good got that it. they play well in certain games, but in the games that they've lost, it's been embarrassing. And like, there's the same shit is happening over and over and over when it's in terms of like the bad stuff. So that's just you can't play like that once you're playing in the playoffs when you're playing against you know the better teams in the league. It's just not a thing. So. Not super excited about what's happening there. We play Sunday. We play. Uh, let me take a look. I remember we play Sunday. I'm bringing it up right now. Give me a second. Uh, let me play Sunday. It's taking a while to load. Um, we play Sunday against. We play Real Salt Lake, which they're right below us, but then they beat us three to zero a month ago. And mm-hmm. Real Salt Lake, they, 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 you know what? The, I have to say this is like when you watch these teams that we lose to, like the Galaxy losing three <laughs> zero to the Galaxy. The Galaxy is not a fucking good team, dude. They're horrible. They're a horrible <laughs> team. Real Salt Lake is not a good team, and you lose to them three to zero, dude. Yeah, I mean that's always frustrating. Seattle is Seattle is is decent. They're a decent team. Again, three zero you lose to Seattle. It's just fucking mind blowing. It's just wow. It just makes no sense to me. That type of stuff. Um, but you know when you look at the the, the the remaining games, Seattle is. I mean, all of these games are winnable. But I just don't have faith because I don't like. There's no consistency, so anyway, so that's kind of my take on LAFC. I'm good, my head's gonna fucking explode. Yeah, well, I mean, just I mean, just the nature of the our domestic league here. 
they could put they could have a run of five fixtures and just make the yeah. cut, man. Yeah. That, that that's how that, I that's mean, true. for better or worse, that's how unpredictable this league is. And I mean, to be fair, that's that was what Seattle did last season. They weren't like world beaters at all last season. We destroyed them, and then they beat us. In, in and then the, you put your game face on for playoffs, and, and then you make a run and win yeah. the cup. Maybe, maybe that happens. Maybe, um, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta make it there first. You gotta make it there first. Which yeah, is, uh, a very important thing. Cool. Moving along to something that has been such a such a. I don't want to say weird, but such a such an interesting thing that's come about, and it has to do with I think this general idea of people paying more and more attention to um, I don't know if whether it be through social media, certainly that has to do with it, but just in general, things are going towards this direction, and I think it's I think it's first of all I think it's super duper necessary. But then secondly, I just find it weird. Why right now at this moment in time? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the racial slurs and the homophobic slurs that happened. Uh, and it's very weird that it happened to the same team within a span of a week. Mm-hmm. But first, there was a racial slur in the Galaxy 2, LA Galaxy 2 versus San Diego Loyals in a USL match. Um, there was a player, I believe he was the goalkeeper for the Galaxy. Um, said a racial slur, slur towards the back player. Uh, San Diego walked off the pitch. Um, and then the Gal- the player admitted to it, and then the Galaxy parted ways with the player. Um, and then in the Loyals game against Phoenix Rising, there was a very... This was the, this was, the second one was different because there was video. Mm-hmm. And there's video of Landon Donovan going off on the coach from Phoenix and the coach from Phoenix says, have you, have you ever played soccer or how far something to the effect of like, have you ever played soccer? Like this type of shit happens all the time. Yeah. And you know what? It, it got me thinking, right? Because I play soccer. I grew up playing soccer and people said a lot of shit to each other. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the thing is, is like we played under the pretext of, that's just how things are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people would, you know, people would, even like racial slurs, I, w- I was called Cerote and Beaner and, and there was like, we played this white team from, from Bakersfield and they were like, why don't you guys go back to your country and weird shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's taken under, and, it's supposed to be like gamesmanship. Yeah. And um, then you hear Italy has a lot of the same approach to it too. It's like, we don't like really yeah. mean it, but this is what you. This is what we're gonna say to try to throw you off your game. And and even even to some extent, the puto chant, right? Mm-hmm. And the puto chant is such a thing within has become such a powerful thing that the Mexican Federation has really had to heavily denounce, and they've almost been like really heavily punished for it. Mm-hmm. But growing up. I never even thought of the, never even thought of it like that. No, it, and, it, it just, and, and it just I, feels like, I mean, honestly, it just feels like an excuse to just in unison yell vulgarity. You know what I mean? Yes, sure, sure. But, <laughs> but, just, but this, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. and 
but what I'm saying, I'm not making excuses for, for this mm-hmm. type of behavior, for those types of words or any of that vernacular at all. It's kind of crazy to me that we normalize being homophobic and even being racist in some places like Italy. Yeah. Right? Where their response is just like, nah, it's just within the realm of soccer. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? You know, how is that okay? Mm-hmm. It should, like, that shouldn't even be like a conversation or a question or anything. You know, and and it got me like, it got me like upset. I'm not, myself, I, I don't use those words, right? Yeah. And I didn't grow up really using those words, right? But I was called that and all, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff went on around me and I saw it, right? You just but had I time to reflect on what was just, happening. It's just, I had it's hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. And I just thought like, wow, you know, and, and I think people, some people are like, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not a big deal to you, first of all, because it doesn't affect you. It doesn't, it doesn't penetrate your being or who you are and how you identify. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about people that it does affect and what it stands for and what it means. Mm-hmm. And for you to say that, well, it's soccer. It happens within the realm of soccer. Fuck you. Like, no, it does not. Because people, what you're saying is, like, essentially what you're saying is those those types of, those people, black, gay, whatever, marginalized, minorities, anything, any sort of slur that you're using against them, you're, you're basically saying that it's okay to be little or to talk down to if you're if you're in a fight with someone you're like fuck you what's up and you square up that's different but if you're like if you call someone you know a a, a black the n-word or something like that that's a different that's a whole different rabble hole that's a whole different super negative thing that has no place in the game dude Mm -hmm. in any sort of context throwing bananas monkey chance fuck that shit dude how have you made that normal how is that normal and okay and cool within the context of soccer? Oh, it's soccer, it's just banter. That's fucking bullshit, dude. Like, straight up, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've shown people, and, like, the footage of, in 05, the game against England and Spain. And uh, it was at yeah. the Bernabeu. And how nutty uh-huh. it was there. And how, like, awful the fans were. And, like, people are, like, mm-hmm. that are uninitiated with the sport and uninitiated with the nature of some of the fans and supporter culture out abroad. And they're like, well, well, like, why are they even still in the field? Why don't they walk off? And, and you're like, I don't know, man. Like, especially back then, it's just like, it's just something that was, you know, tolerated in a certain way. And even in the most recent instance, instances with uh, Balotelli, you want the whole team to walk off. And then with the instance with Donovan, it's like it's fi- you're finally kind of seeing you know it's a lower league game in the states, but you're seeing a team you know collectively take action against something that they feel is an injustice. So they're get they they don't want to tolerate it, so they're gonna you know they're not gonna play. And that was like Good. the comment Good. that I heard a lot of people make about the stuff that has happened in the past. It's like wh- why do why are they still playing? And you know why do they keep playing? And it's just like yeah, I mean ultimately there's not going to really be a difference until someone just takes the time to, you know, make a stand and to be like, no, we're not going to play. Someone fucking does something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, 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 and to, to make it even more poignant is Landon Donovan isn't just some fucking guy. You know what I mean? He's 
the U.S. men's national team's most storied player, one of the best, Amer- if not the best, one of the best uh, American players of all time. And he's publicly been outspoken about mental health issues and and he's been openly public about you know his troubles mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i think that's a very very honorable thing to, to to not only to do but to set an example for everyone um because he doesn't really have to do that you know mm-hmm. what i mean when you look at him in terms of like talent wise you can maybe argue clint dempsey has been better but when it comes to like social change and you know being a sort of and I'm not, I'm not knocking Dempsey, but I'm talking about being outspoken and being a, a champion for social change and mental health issues. And now this. Or just was, putting yourself out is, there, you know, to be yes, that person. putting yourself out there in a real level, which, you know, American soccer players are not known to do that at all. Maybe on the, on the women's side of things, sure. But the men have never, ever been that, ever, ever. It's so funny so because, that, like, you know, I, I, it's, I'm getting a little bit more respect from now because before I'd be like, a little frustrated by just the nature of his personality. I'm like, this is the guy, this is the guy that we have up here because he's not the most, you know, polished person that you want to be like the poster child for the sport, but at least he's like doing it because you're calling this to attention. Like, yeah, he's he's the only one that's willing to stick his neck out. So you have to give him respect for that. Yeah. And I mean, even when you, you know, you, you, you speak to some of the younger guys I've had, it's funny because I've interviewed both him and I've interviewed Pulisic. Mm-hmm. And Donovan was very nice, very engaging, very well spoken. Um, obviously, was older and had a lot more perspective on things. And Pulisic was kind of was kind of like a spoiled dickhead to me. Oh wow! <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it was really fucking weird. He acted like I don't know. It was just a weird interaction that I had with him. I didn't like it. it was very very <laughs> off putting. Um, but. It's good, and and maybe it's him being young. Maybe it's the situation he's going through. I don't want to talk shit, but yeah, you know, I, I just it and was that's just weird, to, right? unfortunately that's situation. not like what he's really paid to do. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, one hundred percent, exactly. I get it. But uh, the fact that Donovan goes the extra mile, and the fact that he was so openly against this, not only did he do it at that moment in time, not only did he tell the team to walk off the pitch, but afterwards he had a lot of good words to say and made a public statement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and fucking props, man, because that's how things get done when, you know, you're, not only does it need to get done like on a, on a, on a level of you walking off the pitch and you're saying, no, fuck that, we don't agree with this, we're not going to even, we don't even want to play a game with people that do those types of things, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have that is good, but then to publicly be eloquent and say something afterwards as a prominent figure within uh, the, the, the history of U S soccer is very, very poignant and very important. Yeah. He's a and household I hope, name. I, I hope things start to change on a bigger level um, on a, not on a level of like say no to racism and, you know, you have the armband and all that shit. That's good. That needs to happen. That's cool. But, like, really make it fucking happen. Really do it. You know, you had issues with Neymar and France recently, and then it comes out that he's saying bad things and it's Asians and all this crazy ass oh, shit. Oh, that was a well, shit show. Gonna, like, I forgot about that. That was a shit show also. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to put that on your social media, right? If you're going to, if you're going to claim all that, right? If you're going to claim Black Lives Matter, if you're going to claim uh, inclusion, if you're going to claim, 
you know, pro uh, gay, lesbian rights and trans rights and all that, well, then you need to fucking be about it straight up mm-hmm. period. End of story. Not just like put a little armband on. You need to fucking live it. So by Landon, not only, you know, by, by, by the loyals walking off and then Landon making that speech, that's powerful. And that needs to happen more and more. And to anyone that says that that was wrong, I completely and vehemently like complete, like 100% disagree with you mm-hmm. because you're sending the message of we still play we're cool. We'll just, all right. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. No, fuck that. That's how things get swept under the rug and nothing gets solved. So, um, yeah, I thought it was important to talk about that. And basically that's how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> man. Props to Landon Donovan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, more, you know, a, a, another example of like utilizing your platform as an, as a, as a professional athlete or as an ex-professional athlete that does have a degree of influence in the, in the sport. And, you know, is yeah. a, is a yeah. name that people recognize. But yeah, but so, so what's the future of gamesmanship at, the, at this point? <laughs> Just, yeah, no, no shit, no shit. You know, like, like you know, there's, what, like, it's what hard, could... and it's hard because, because, dude, like, I've been in situations as an athlete where you act erratically and you say things that are out of your character, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And when you come down from that adrenaline and from that that testosterone sort of like icy red type of situation, mm-hmm. when you come down from that, then it's like, oh fuck, why did I, why did I say that? What this embarrassment? Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and it's just like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? But you cannot explain it always until you're in the heat of of battle, so to say, right? Yeah. But there's things that are just not okay. Period. There's gamesmanship and there's racism, homophobia, and all that. Mm-hmm. That is not the same. And no, we need definitely. to understand that. There's different things. There's mental warfare, there's shit talking and all that. That's cool, but just not you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't cross that line. Period. So that's the direction hopefully it goes in. That's what we see. That's how it that's how it uh, plays out, I hope. You know. Mm-hmm. And so far it seems like uh with stuff like what's happened, that that's going to be the direction. Speaking of direction, let's change it. Yep. <laughs> what a segue, Drew. <laughs> uh, that was Mr. Drew's Mr. hot take on the land of Donovan. This is Serginho Desk going to Barcelona. Um, thoughts? Initial thoughts? Uh, honestly, it's like I don't know too much about the move, but like my reason, I have my reasons for not liking it. Just because he's such an For amazing not player, it? yeah, yeah. Well, could, hear me out. He's an amazing player, you know, and I've liked what he's been able to do at IX. And it's just like I've seen too much talent go to this team, mm-hmm. and these players, these talented players, think it's their dream move, and they end up getting hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. It's just I've seen too many players go that way because I've you know I'm a, I'm a fucking gooner, and I've seen guys be like, no, I, I gotta go to Barca, man. And if it's a funny place, and if you don't click click right there, you're not gonna get the minutes. And I want to make sure this kid gets minutes, and I want to make sure he grows. And I'm just I'm just unsure that you know this place is gonna really do that. I'm not saying it's impossible. I would love for it to happen. I would love to see an American suit up for Barcelona and 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 look the part and kill it. But. I'm just like I'm always nervous with the, with with Barca, man. Just because I've seen too much Arsenal talent just get underutilized there. 
Well, to argue. Okay. To argue. For, first of all, he, anyone that knows me knows I'm no Barcelona fan. <laughs> That's very clear. Um, their, their left and right back situation is not solidified at all. Uh, you have aging Jordi Alba. Uh, you have Sergio Roberto, who has been abysmal over the past two seasons. Semedo, who is now out of there. Um, and then you have Conrad, another young American talent. Now, now Dest. Um, th- and now you have Ronald Coleman, who wanted him at the national team when it was time for him to make his decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Oh, I, 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 I did see, yeah. like, I was going to argue in the other end that, yeah, the Coleman's yeah, okay. presence, Coleman's familiarity with yeah. this player. So, he probably has something specific in mind that he wants to utilize him for. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so Coleman is not unfamiliar with Dest. I don't think he would ask for a player like Dest if he didn't, for Dest, if he didn't, if he has some weird, like, like some weird vendetta against them, which I don't think he has. Um, I mean, I hope not. Ronald Coleman's a weird guy, but I don't. I don't know. Um, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move for several reasons. One, like I said, the timing of it, the 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 current status of the outside back situation for Barcelona. They, they're not deep in that position. Um, then, when you look at the people that are there in terms of iron sharpening iron day in, day out at training. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing with Messi. He's going to be playing with Pique. He's going to be playing with Jordi Alba. Uh, Busquets will be there. And while a lot of those guys are aging and, and past their years, past their best years, it's inevitable that training with players of that sort of level is good. Definitely. It's going to be good for him. I mean, that's if, yeah, if we want to be, be a successful yeah. footballing nation, our players need to be in that type of environment. 100%. Because you've seen what's happened with Pulisic. I mean, before he got injured, he was, he was, he was insane, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was lights out. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a good, I I think it's a good move based on timing, based on the, on the the depth of talent that they have at that particular position. I do think he's going to get a good amount of playing time. And it's, in, it's just it's just kind of mind blowing to think of where we were uh, in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Two years ago when we didn't make the World Cup, and you're looking at that squad outside of Pulisic, and you're like, oh my god, dude! You know? Yeah, that team was Jossie's like artists, it was all the old dudes, Jossie's artists, Bradley, and all these guys. And now, now we can switch gears and properly talk about what's happening with the young generation. And then uh, the uh, national team has one, like one of the youngest, like on average, you know, rosters in world football right now. Yeah. So teams. this is this is yeah this is what I meant with uh, Pulisic balling the fuck out, mm-hmm. being a very high level, playing at the highest level, playing at Champions League. I mean, we saw him with Dortmund when he played. Me and you physically saw him in Madrid, mm-hmm. and he played. He was probably one of the best players on the pitch. Period. Yeah. Um, so you have him, you have, uh, Gio Reyna, who is balling out over with, uh, with Mr. Howland at, uh, Borussia Dortmund. You have Tyler Adams, you have Weston McKinney, who is now playing with Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus. That's a big one too, man. That one's that's a, a big, big one too, too, because like, he seems to be looking the part there and that's really satisfying to see. 
Yeah, yeah, he's really, really, you know, hitting, hitting it. You know, you have uh, Tim Weah at Lille. You have uh, Conrad, as I mentioned. Um, and now it looks like uh, even, um, what's, the, what's the kid, uh, Sergeant over at, uh, at Wolfsburg. So good core, good young talent. And when people say, well, I'll believe it when I see them do it for the national team, I want everyone to understand something. Everyone that listens to this, I'll tend to you. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. men's national team has never, ever, not even close, not even combined. If you combine, in my opinion, if you combine from 2018 all the way back to its inception, if you combine all of the best players, all of the best players, if you do a starting 11 of the best players, the most talented players the U.S. men's national team has ever had, I don't think they hold a candle to what these kids are doing right this now. Future, I don't think it's even close. Future crop. Yeah, because yeah, like in the past, it's not, at, at its, it's peak, not close. Dude. Yeah, at its peak, yeah. you just had a lot of like, you know, mid-table Premier League, mid-table Bundesliga, American talent. Yeah, Everton, Fulham, a couple of guys, mm-hmm. uh, John Bryan at Ajax, here yeah. and there. You had, some, you had some really good talent. Um, and then, you know, there was a couple guys doing okay in, in, in like you said, in Germany, but and then no you know, one like and then maybe Dempsey, you know, maybe got to had that the best European career, you know, had, had like, maybe who I'm sorry, who did you say like that? Dempsey had the best European career that wasn't oh, yeah, a goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah, Dempsey for sure, Dempsey for sure. Yeah, yeah. um, you're right, and that, that wasn't a goalkeeper because you had Brad Fiedel for him, you had uh. Tim Howard obviously doing amazing things, but because I remember when uh, Onyewu wow. went to Milan, and, uh, and and that just never panned out. You know, it just you know the yeah, injuries, yeah. and it's but just, right now, right now is what it's we're different. talking about. What we're yeah, what we're talking about is not like, oh man, he might get some minutes in the Carabao Cup. No, they, they're in it. They're fucking in it. They're yeah. playing in the Champions League. They're winning leagues. They're it's a different. Completely different level of talent, completely different level of of player, in my opinion. So, this argument that people are saying, yes, they do, it does need to translate, and yes, Berhalter is still at the helm, which I'm not, I'm not super happy about. I made the joke that somehow Zardis is going to get Zardis and uh, Michael Bradley are still going to start somehow with the amazing talent that we have. Um, I don't know why Berhalter has such a like. He just loves Jesse's artists to death for some reason. I don't get it. But um, it's very exciting times, man. You have to have to be optimistic with the talent that we have. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how Dest pans out. You know, I'm not a Barcelona fan, obviously, but I do wish him very well. I, I do really hope he does well. Um, I like him. I've, I've heard him speak on many occasions. He didn't have to choose the U.S. He could have played in Holland with alongside Virgil van Dijk and you know, uh, uh, Memphis and players like that, mm-hmm. but he came over here and he's, and it's just crazy because they're all very young and they're all so amazing. So I'm excited. Man. I'm excited for the future of the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah. I remember Great how time. fucking bummed I was in 2018 and then watching Champions League that oh, year God. and just being like, why are none of our players in this? Why aren't any of our players on the top teams? Like this is the problem. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, thank goodness that it's, we're at least seeing some change. It, yeah, yeah, and it's interesting when you look at CONCACAF too because for the first time in a long time, Mexico is not churning out young talent like they have been. 
so it's kind of interesting this wave that's happening because uh, Mexico has talent, no doubt, but collectively right now the U.S. has has more in terms of European uh, success. Mm-hmm. So I think the the next the coming years the clashes are going to be way more memorable and they're going to be a lot more closely contested than they have in the past couple of years because uh, the U.S. has been abysmal. All right. Now, lastly, let's talk about this Nigeria collection. Why? Why? First of all, why do you think? First of all, do you think it's good? Do you like it? Uh, it, it's it's not bad. I mean, it's just like I think they saw what worked the You're first the, the, the first time around. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. and I think it's really cool that this country and this federation is starting to build like a reputation with having iconic kits. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's, I mean, top to bottom, they're like fully kitted with like on field and off field attire. And you know, it looks, yeah. it looks amazing. It looks great. So what's crazy to me about this is first of all, <laughs> it's, it's, with the with the with the uh, why are you laughing? Because you're like with the, you're crazy. <laughs> because I thought you were gonna talk shit on it. I'm no, like, oh, dude, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so what's what's crazy about this is it's forced people to look back into catalogs and, and with the rise of kit culture and things like that, um, it's forced people to look back into catalogs and forced people to look at vintage stuff and classic football shirts and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And what what people have to realize is Nigeria has had amazing kits forever. But now rounding out these collections, like look at that like that that scarf. I know there's a different term for it. I I'm I, I probably saying it wrong, but that's an incredible scarf that they made. Mm-hmm. There's an inc- like a really dope um almost like Hawaiian shirt that they made. That jacket, that coat, that's like a... I mean, it's completely the parka parka is so fucking dope. It's like, yeah, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like both really, you know, it looks like a rain poncho, but with like way more, I mean, this is beautiful. It's just an amazing collection from, and I say collection, the kits are obviously dope, but everything else around it, the warmups, incredible. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the track jacket, the, the leggings, the, the, the air forces that they put out with them. Everything is just front to back dope as hell just just so well done um and i love it i love 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 when you can see the power of giving someone free reigns you know what i mean Mm -hmm. with real vision with real vision because i think people get very confused and get get very confused and get very twisted when they see a design of a kid they think that Oh, that's all they did. That's what the designer did. Mm-hmm. And and more more often than not, when it comes to big teams, when it comes to Nigeria, for certain, there's a lot of talks that happen, and there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Um, when you're dealing with more classic federations, when you're dealing with England, when you're dealing with Spain, that have very rigid classic guidelines that they don't like to deviate from, you can't go crazy. You can't do wild, weird shit, right? It's going to be a lot of chefs in the kitchen, a lot of layers of 
no, 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 no. And yeah. a lot of conservative people that don't have a, a more broad perspective and vision on what you could do with the dope collection like this, mm-hmm. right? Because the kits have sold out. The collection's doing very well. That's good for your federation in general, dude. People are going to watch Nigeria because their kits are dope. That's the truth. Yep. You know, so there should be that outward thinking and there should be that like progressive sort of outlook on these things because we're people are starting to take notice. This has been a thing, but this culture ex- exists and is thriving outside of your pitch. Mm-hmm. Period. It's, it's just, it is now it's becoming normal. So I love to see this. I wish more federations. I wish more clubs would do it. I think we're starting to see a real strong, um, important and big new sort of ethos and mentality in terms of, of changing the minds and changing the way of, of kick culture and what you can do with federations. It's also a way for federations to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're, if you're fucking aware of that, but they can, they can make money off of this. Yeah. If the whole world um, wants your so, merch, you know, why not yeah, go nuts, exactly. let people get creative. Yeah. 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 So I'm all for this. Uh, Nike in general with what they've done overall, I think is just so, um, it's just so, uh, so it's a it's a breath of fresh air, and I hope more um, more brands. So obviously, Puma's doing really cool shit right now too. Um, but I think even if Adidas has to follow suit in the near future, so I'm hyped on this, man. I love it. I think it's really really cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just it's good to see good shit, man. Yeah, definitely. It's good that we that we can talk about this and there's an audience for it now too. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. We can it's crazy go, to think about that, know, right? Get, go into the little details about it and just like we've seen uh-huh. it. We've uh-huh. we've been through the catalog since we were kids and we've seen like what what shit has been the evolution of everything. Oh, dude, no doubt, no doubt. What do you think of the Volta kits? Uh, the Volta kits. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the EA Sports ones? Yeah. Uh, what did you, you, you sound like you have a lot more, uh, no, no, I'm just like, I'm just like perusing right now. And I'm just like, I feel like it's a, are, are they going to have like a team, the London team? Yeah. So I, you don't play FIFA. So if I can explain it to you, I, I don't play FIFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't. Okay. Wait, am I, are you playing FIFA this season? Uh, of course. Do you play FIFA? I play FIFA, dude. <laughs> Okay. I might not play FIFA the way you okay. play FIFA. Okay, so wow. <laughs> to those that don't that don't let me sorry, sorry. I, I didn't think you played FIFA like the way I do. I'm okay. like I go a little bit over the top of it. So Yeah, I don't so play Ultimate Volta Team. Is, Volta is something well it, this ties into Ultimate Team. That's why this is why it's gonna make sense for you. Okay. Um, so Volta is a essentially they wanted to come back to uh, sort of their street soccer um, initiative and bring back sort of like FIFA Street vibes. So what they did was a couple of years ago they had um, the journey, which was like full blown like actor. You kind of go behind the scenes of his journey from academy player to he plays at a high level team. You get to choose whether it's like Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, etc. Then he gets he gets loaned out, and it's this big long sort of like story, like a campaign mode that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For FIFA 20, they did Volta, and there's a campaign mode that happens within Volta. Volta is the street soccer, um, is, is street soccer essentially. 
Um, and they have teams from Tokyo. You play teams from Tokyo, from the from Holland, from England, from so on and so forth. The problem with it in FIFA 20 was it wasn't fully hashed out. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't that because FIFA Ultimate Team takes so much time, energy, and all that. It didn't really kick off like it should have. Um, so that's kind of how it went from there. Uh, this year, I don't know if you're aware. And I'm, I don't know if you're the reason that the, that you're asking that this is the reason that you're asking this is that uh, Hector Bellerin was brought on to be a creative director for Volta. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how aware you are of that. Yeah, yeah, I, but, I, I was I was hearing about that. Okay, cool. Well, that that happened. Um, and from what I gather, the kits are okay. I'm not like super big on them, but. You in FIFA Ultimate Team, you get to use Volta kits, mm-hmm. and you get to use kits. One thing that they've done a really good job on in FIFA Ultimate Team is that they started to incorporate kits that are very unique to designers. So they will have designers create their own kit. They have um, a kit that your team can use that you can buy or that you can earn to use with your team. Your team can wear those kits. Um, when I was working at Kicks of the Pitch, there was talk back and forth a little bit of us creating a kit at one point. But like, for example, Spencer FC has a team called Hashtag and Hashtag's kits are available in FIFA Ultimate Team. Um, so it's going to be really cool because Hector Bellerin is designing kits that you're going to see uh, not only in Volta, but that you're going to see within um, FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. So like the, for FIFA 21, they've also incorporated Diplo, uh, Anthony Joshua, a bunch of different personalities and and uh, players to kind of be a part of it. So in that, you also have different um, like casual fashion that they can wear. So it's starting to creep into um, like the fashion side of things, the cultural side of things that you can incorporate it in, in Volta. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of that stuff is going to be in FIFA Ultimate Team, which has never been seen before, which I think is, is cool, which I think is a really cool initiative and something that um, I love to see whether that makes the game better as far as the gameplay. I don't know because I haven't played it. But from a cultural perspective, I think it's fucking awesome. Obviously, I love – I'm a big proponent, a big fan of all that stuff. So that's kind of more so like than the kit looks dope because it's a lot – you know, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, yeah man. What about you? Like, it, well, like just in, in quarantine, I got a copy of mm-hmm. FIFA, but I'm the only person. Like all you guys are on Xbox, and I I can't play with you guys. Yeah. But I was playing Volta because it was just such a new addition to the t- to to like the franchise, and it's like yeah, to yeah. me it was like the closest thing to getting like indoor mode back into the thing from like the '90s. <laughs> and I yeah, saw like yeah, it yeah. has the and- whole marketplace element worked into it, and and just that you could just yeah. infinitely kind of like build up your character. And build up your team, yeah, yeah. which I thought was super interesting, and I like the different courts and everything and the different styles. But uh, yet, yeah, like, it, it just was like a unique thing, like a, almost like a more arca- arcadey like version of FIFA within the game, which was like kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And 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 you know, like I remember playing FIFA Street. I'm sure you remember it. You remember games like uh, even Mario Soccer, which was fun as hell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's. There's definitely, I don't know why no one's really taking this. I don't know how, or I don't know why no one's really taking this area of video games that like NBA Jam, absurd, cartoony, arcadey vibe with soccer because soccer is so much 
a, a very personality driven, can be very, very like outlandish and silly at times. In terms of sure. like the and, like the core like experience of the game, like get the ball yeah, in the net. Just, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That and then not only that, the personality and like how players can have their nicknames on the back of jerseys and then like yeah. the dumbass hairstyle. The best hairstyles a lot of the players have. Their weird styles, the good styles, the bad styles. Listen, I had so many like shower thoughts thinking that, that there is not uh <laughs> it's like an untapped thing. There's not a full arcadey, polished, easy pick up and play like soccer game that like you know, the gamers can be good at. They don't necessarily have to know how to play soccer. I guess like you know, something like Rocket League, but actual soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the, I played Volta a little bit when I first got FIFA 20, mm. and I was, it got repetitive very quickly. And I was bummed because I was like, you have something here, but I know where your focus is. Mm-hmm. I know what your focus is, and, and I understand. You know what I mean? Because EA is a business, they have shareholders, they have employees, and that's the reality of, of, the, of what it is. Um, so while I do love Ultimate Team, I get very addicted and I'm scared to. To, to download it, which I'm going to be downloading it t- next week. I want to give it some breathing room, but uh, I want to try Volta, and hopefully, it's it's been a little bit better. And I wouldn't even mind. I feel like the only way that this takes off on a bigger scale is if they give it to a different um, or someone within their uh, their ranks, like a different studio within their ranks, and it becomes its own game. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's how it, it takes off. Because then, then it gets the attention and time and energy that it's deserved. Because, yeah, like we said, we both think that it could be something big. And I, I agree 100%. FIFA Street was fun as fuck. It was so cool. Yeah. So hopefully they hopefully they, they look into that and see what they can do. It'd be dope. Well, Anything else, my friend? I wanted to give a shout out to uh, 1886. The purveyors of 100% unofficial Arsenal merchandise. And... Uh, zines i got my order in they send you something uh i got i finally got issue one of poison lasagna and i got the newest issue of poison lasagna and it's just inspiring completely inspiring they're so good yeah just the level of content independent content around the club you know and it just it just makes me feel good and it makes me feel like these are my people like it makes They're you feel make- like you're supporting the right team, right? Oh, 100 percent. Well, it's just like it's just like uh, this is my tribe. Like people that would take the time to make yeah. shit like this. Like this is why yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm buying into this like cult, man. So I got a t-shirt. <laughs> I got some merch, and it just really kind of gets like the creative like juices flowing in terms of like what I want to create and what I want to accomplish with like what, what mm-hmm. what's like sitting in my brain. Mm-hmm. And just to see these guys like get this shit out the door, it's awesome. And I encourage every, anyone yes. to go check it out because it's good merch, man. And you know, some of the best merch isn't you know doesn't come under the umbrella of the club. And I like that you know back in the day, you just there's just that do it yourself element to it. Oh, dude, that's that's one of the things I love about going to England is when you go and you shop outside at those little stands mm-hmm. and you see. Even at like Manchester, you see all of the cool little like mom and pop DIY pins that they make, you know, and you see their their scarves and their t-shirts that they make, and it's mm-hmm. just one hundred percent like 
no nonsense. It's not Adidas, you know what I mean? It's not Nike. Mm-hmm. It's just like the homies making it for for their people. You know, mm-hmm. It's so fucking cool. I love that shit too, man. It's the best. Absolutely the best. Cool, man. Well, yeah, big shout out to them. I follow them and they do really cool shit. Uh, that picture you sent me, the artwork on, on some of those zines is just fucking incredible. Yeah. So good. It's so good. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Sorry for falling to sleep yesterday. Yeah, Sleepy Drew. <laughs> Glad we knocked it out. It was a really good episode. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be back very soon um, to talk more footy and other things involved. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I think we're good, man. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Good night. Peace.